Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Cardinal Sports Center bringing you this portion of our program. We're proud to to uh, have them with us and Brad Wyatt and all that he does there. And uh, they got some special things going on, Gary. And we, we, we'll talk about that later when we don't have Bill because we need to spend a little time on that. Quality time with Quality Bill. Quality time. Well, we got Bill here and he don't want, he knows about Cardinal Sports Center. He's been around. Bill has. How long were you in Lubbock, Bill? What's that? How long oh, were I was you here? In? I was there uh, for four years, 1981 to 1985. Yeah. Now, were you just looking for a way to get out of here? I was looking for a wife is what I was looking. I stayed two years longer than what I anticipated or wanted to initially because I met Stacy. And uh, so I stayed two more years and then took her kicking and screaming to San Antonio in 1985 or January yeah. of 86. Is she still unhappy? <laughs> well, once I got her to Dallas, uh, it was she better. Improved, yeah, she improved considerably. <laughs> By the way, I got some breaking news here. You're asking about Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, 18 minutes ago, he committed to the University of Oregon. So he is your new Oregon Duck quarterback. How about that? So, yeah, because Bo Nix is gone, isn't he? That's right. Yep. He's headed to the NFL draft. Yep. Nope. Who's going to win the Heisman? I, I was just—I just saw something here on Twitter or X or whatever you call it now uh, <laughs> about the Heisman. I had to sit there and think, you know, who are the candidates again? Um, when when one of my guys isn't a candidate, I don't pay attention. I think uh, the quarterback from LSU, Jaden Daniels. Yeah, uh, I think that's what game. everybody's thinking. Yeah, and Bo Nix had a great year. You know, we should have beat Oregon here. You, you saw that game. I know didn't it. You? We really should have beat them. We had, had the ball and final drive of the game and yep. a chance to either tie or take the lead. And, mm. uh, yep. Yep. Hey, fo- hey, college football and NFL too. Cause I noticed the other day, I think seven games went down to the final field, field goal in the final minute or something in the NFL. Yep. It's such a fine line between winning and losing nowadays. And I mean, yep. people, millions of dollars are at stake. People's jobs are at stake. So, uh, when, when people say about replay, oh, I hate replay. I don't. I want to get it right because there's so much at stake nowadays. But they need to do yeah. it quicker, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. I mean, and they, they can do it. Quicker. Usually, when they show it, I know what the. I mean, I just I'm sitting at home watching on TV. And I go, well, he was out of bounds, and, right? And then they ten minutes later they go, he yeah. was out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> and they have done a good, a better job here lately of of even having communication with a central yes. office, at least in the NFL. Where they will correct it without yeah, even yeah. having to go to review. There you go. Hey, tell so, us the story that you left off. Was it about South Lake Carroll? Oh, uh, they played Byron Nelson as a really good team this year, and it's located just right next door to South Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, and of course, they've been in their district the last five or six years, and so they always want to beat South Lake. Well, this year they played South Lake and beat them thirty-four to seventeen, and the final score was not as close. As that, I mean, it was. I mean, the game wasn't as close as that final score. They just buried them. It was unbelievable. And uh, but they turned around and they played last week in the regional championship game, 
And I have never seen a better coaching job than what I saw Riley Dodge and uh, his defensive coordinator, offense coordinator do for Carroll. They beat him. It was Carroll beat Byron Nelson. It was 56 to nothing midway of the third quarter, 42 nothing at halftime. It was the absolute. It, it, I think what happened was when they lost to him in October, they realized, you know what? We can't win games unless we actually prepare for games. And I think that they put their nose to the grindstone. And then they, and so friendship got a taste of that on their way to that last week. Yeah. Now, now, having said that, they're playing a Big 12 team today in DeSoto. And uh, they, I don't give them much chance against DeSoto, but uh, DeSoto beat Dunk. That's how good DeSoto is this year. They beat Duncanville. Uh, by two touchdowns in the regular season. Well, you sound um, like you've got an interest in this game. What What is your interest other than it's going to be a good, <laughs> good athlete? Well, well, I've got uh, a uh, having. Uh, we've lived here in South Lake for th- since 1990. Actually, in Grapevine, which was in the Carroll School District, since 1990. So, all those teams that Todd Dodge coached, going back in the 20 years ago now, where he had a run of four state championships in five years. Uh, I just uh, have a follow the, follow the school real closely. So you interviewed him, didn't you on the, you had him on TV. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Hey, you know, uh, I talked, I talked, opened the show with the day, but Seth Parr is the coach at Anna. Now they're in the state championship game and he was the Coronado for seven years and he's a Plainview. He's a Plainview guy. He grew up in Plainview. And uh, boy, he's a really good coach. And uh, yeah. get a chance, you can do a story about him. I need to uh, this this week. I, so they beat Decatur last night. They, they? beat Decatur, yeah, and had him okay. way down. They ended up being thirty eight twenty seven, but they had him down thirty eight thirteen or something like that. And then he's yeah, I guess let him score so they didn't feel so bad. And I heard you uh, talk earlier about Canadian uh, lost to Gunner. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Gunner, uh, they've got a great defense, and they threw like seven or seven straight shutouts. I, in fact, I compared it to remember those Dangerfield teams back in the oh, 80s? yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I remember posts. This is this goes back to my days in Lubbock. Uh, I'm, one of the things I'm very proud of in my career when I was working in Lubbock, uh, we started a high school football wrap up show on Friday nights called the South Plains Wrap Up. Al Wallace and I. Uh, hosted it yep. and it, it would uh we it would it was a 30 minute show on Friday night where our our team of photographers would go out and shoot high school games and then bring the video back to the station we furiously wow. edited it you know, and, and before and and actually it was and we got a great following I I would be in a mall in Dallas 20 years later and get stopped by someone from Lubbock and they would say <laughs> man I love that South Plains wrap up that high school show yeah. that you did and but anyway, back in the day, uh, Post had a little running back named Milton Williams. David Thompson was the coach at Post, and the Bold Gold Antelopes uh, made it to the state semifinals. But then they had to play Dangerfield, and Dangerfield beat them. But uh, and that was a year. Dangerfield, I think that season they gave up eight points all year. <laughs> like oh that Estacada yeah, team. Estacada team in '68, they gave up yeah. 32 that year. Wow. 32 wow. points. Their first year to play varsity football, and they won state. <laughs> I, have, I have such fond memories of covering sports in Lubbock. Uh, in fact, I what I tell uh, kids coming out of college now, go to a town like Lubbock and, and work there your first job. 
Uh, and it wasn't just because back then it was a Southwest Conference school and you know, got and made those contacts with uh, other uh, media members from bigger markets, whatever. But a lot of it is the is the high school football too. I mean, I I I remember covering those little field teams and Jerry Blakely. Yeah, uh, back in the eighties, uh, you know. Uh, my first day on the job there, I went in a helicopter. Only time I've ever been in a helicopter in my life. Uh, it was it was November of eighty, actually November of eighty one, and went in a helicopter. We we went to New Deal, and uh, Buster Leaf was the head coach yeah. there. And yeah. Buster wound up, he you know he was a head coach at larger schools, uh, of course, in the Lubbock area. But he wound right. up being at Monterey. At Monterey, and then he was the athletic director at uh, Louisville ISD. And I think his son, he's somewhere out in West Texas, Monty Leaf. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, and then went to Floyd Data, <laughs> the Whirlwinds. LG Wilson was the head coach, and then we went to Whit Harrell, a six-man team, and we wound up at Littlefield with Jerry Blakely. I mean, I, I, that's forty years ago. And Do you I remember to- Scott Blakely, who was uh, his son, who played? You know- I didn't. I never met Scott, but yeah. Uh, they're one of our sponsors on our show now. Scott's in Midland, and and the J and W Services, Linko Distributors. That's, those are tech guys. And Scott Blakely, wow. who was a great player at Littlefield, back yeah. when you were doing the stuff. Yeah, Littlefield had a great running back named Steve Green. He went to Texas A and M. Didn't do anything at, but they, I think they went all the way to the state semifinals that year. I'll be. Yeah, I want to go back to something Bill said about he tells young people, go to a town like Lubbock, and, yeah. and then you can work your way to the bigger like market. stepping stone. You know, we've got Karen and Abner and hey. John Robertson that are still here very, very happy. Yeah, yeah. and very professional. Exactly. It's a teeny-weeny little market out here we call Lubbock. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Uh, I, From a sports standpoint, I would have been content – to uh, work in Lubbock and, and and especially live in Lubbock. I mean, shoot, Billy, you know, is, well, he had to move to Mississippi and then he came back to Lubbock, uh, but, uh, and raised his kids there, you know, the you first, uh, you know, 10 years of their life or whatever it was. But, um, you know, the problem for me is I was getting my top salary in Lubbock was $20,000 a year. <laughs> And so I was not going to be able to stay as a sportscaster in Lubbock and raise a family. Uh, I have to do what John Harris did, which was go off and do something else. And, you know, John Harris could have worked in any market he wanted to in Mm -hmm. the country. He's as good as any network broadcaster you could find. And, uh, but he was content in his heart to stay in Lubbock and what, and loves Lubbock. And uh, my hat's off to him too. I mean, uh, I, I many ways wish I wasn't so career mo- motivated, you know, that I would have been content to, to be able to stay in Lubbock. Lubbock is one of the greatest towns. Ever. It's the best thing that happened to me in my life was going to Lubbock and, and uh, working there we for obvious to, reasons with we, the family. Yeah. But even just, just, it's a great place to live. Well, I'm glad I brought that up, gave him a chance to redeem himself. Yeah, because yeah. you made us sound like we were nobody. Well, we're visiting with Bill Jones, if you want to write letters. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's uh, and you host the Cowboys show, don't you? Yep, yep. Mike McCarthy, for some reason, didn't make it to his TV show this week. He didn't? Well, oh. they had that game last night. Did you ask him about that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you, you may have heard he had an emergency appendectomy on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't know that. He did. Oh, he had – he uh, 
he uh, got to work on Wednesday morning, started having pain, and they rushed him to the hospital, and he had emergency appendectomy. Mm. That was a scope job, so he was uh, released from the hospital Thursday morning, but he missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday. He was back yesterday, and he's going to be uh, calling plays on Sunday. You, know, you like it? You like it, Mike? And everything, you, yeah. can, you can still do your work and, and be in surgery, I think. Is he the guy? Is is Coach McCarthy the guy? He they can lead us to the I, promised land. I think he can, uh, and I think a lot of it is because of the coaching staff around him too. Dan Quinn on defense, and uh, you know Brian Schottenheimer doesn't get a lot of uh, recognition because he's not the play caller, but he is the quote unquote offensive coordinator, and he is works hand in hand with McCarthy as far as putting the game plan together. So there was more responsibility on him this week, including doing the TV show. Uh, and, you know, Brian Schottenheimer is the son of uh, mm-hmm. the late Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, and they go, the relationship that Brian has with McCarthy goes back to when Marty Schottenheimer was coaching the Kansas City Chiefs uh, back in the 90s. They were on the same staff together. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. You got a really good job, don't you? It's a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of cool things. It's it is fun and it's, uh, now being at the Star in Frisco rather than at Valley Ranch. At, at Valley Ranch, we used to get to the TV studio. You had to walk through the coaches' offices, basically the hallway that were the coaches' yeah. office. So you would have interactions with coaches all the time. I mean, you, yeah. I, I went to the restroom as much as I could, just in the hopes I'd catch a coach <laughs> in there and I'd be able to get some information. Yeah, they they say it was a little creepy. But yeah. don't worry about it. How <laughs> yeah. come Bill's always in the restroom? Yeah, I don't know why he's in there all the time. <laughs> uh, but, but at the star, we're on, we're in separate wings. I mean, we might as well be doing the uh, doing our stuff in Fort Worth rather than in Frisco. Well, you think so that's why they did it? Because you were the crowd. You tried to keep keep the media out. That's okay. Right. <laughs> weren't weren't they wanting to get rid of the coach last year? Am yes, I wrong? Hey, you know what, Gary. <laughs> A month from now, if he loses the first play, <laughs> yeah, I'll be ready to get running. rid of him again. They'll yeah. probably be get, getting rid of the coach. Doesn't matter how good a season he has. What'd yeah. you think about Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson having that kumbaya moment? Wasn't that? Did you like that? Where I they, liked it. They come I mean, together. Obviously, long overdue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I would not um, uh, don't diminish the role that uh, Troy Aikman had in making that happen. Oh, is that uh, right? Yep. In fact, uh, my little birdie tells me that uh, Troy was instrumental in convincing Jerry to do it and do it now. Um, in fact, what you're going to see, there's a, I think it's Netflix is doing a documentary on the life of Jerry Jones and, or a, a day in the life of Jerry, where they've got cameras that are following Jerry all over the place. Well, and, I'm looking forward to not seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's one thing you'll want to see is Jimmy, it was a couple of weeks before the announcement was made, uh, he had Jimmy fly to Frisco, and they had TV cameras all in the room and everything, and Troy was there also. And that's it's the scene where Jerry tells Jimmy that, hey, I want you in the Ring of Honor. I mean, it was obvious, obviously it was going to happen at that point once he said, hey, I saw that live. And, Frisco. and uh, yeah, it's pretty emotional. I, I thought it was good that they did that. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I still haven't come all the way back to the Cowboys after the way. What was so mad about? What was the deal? Jimmy was, uh, of course, Jimmy, in my opinion, Jimmy was the reason we were good and one of the re- main reasons. Yeah. He was a really good coach. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, they, 
you know, the thing about it is with Jimmy, he he had a short shelf life wherever he coached. And, you know, now obviously he was at Oklahoma State for about five years and went to Miami. He was taking better jobs when he, he, was, he was moving up. But Jimmy's personality and, and, and his work ethic and what he – everything that he threw into whatever he was doing was so much that it took a lot out of him. And I remember after that 93 season, the second Super Bowl, I mean, he was – emotionally and uh, physically spent he he right after that was over he immediately left and went to the beach and then that's when they had their falling out was a month or so later he was at the owners meetings in florida and uh he was he was yucking it up with uh, some of the coaches and jerry uh was felt kind of left out uh and they there there's a famous story of a toast that they did and jerry wasn't a part of it and uh oh. i don't know all sounds. Got his feelings hurt. Yep. Yeah, right. Power, it, power struggle. Yeah. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, J&W Services, Lenco Distributors, Midland, Texas. These are great Red Raiders down there, y'all. They love Texas Tech. They are Texas Tech people. But they'll help you other people. There's just lots of Red Raiders down there. And if it has to do with the with the wellhead, oil, and gas, I'm telling you, every phase of the business, I can't imagine a thing they couldn't help you with in the oil and gas business yeah. in Middle David Texas. David and I toured that thing, and it's, it's It blew me away how impressive it was, what they can do. Great people. Brent Beck, Scott Blakely, Cade Walton, tremendous team of Red Raiders down there taking care of the oil and gas business. All right, Matt Dowdy's here. That was fun having Bill Jones on. <clears throat> that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I listened on my way in, and, uh, you know, Bill's one of the top media, um, I, I want to say personalities, but journalists, um, not only in DFW, just state of Texas yeah, as well. And so um, so you're saying he really doesn't have all that good a personality? <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at what he does. Let's put it that he way. He is no very doubt. good. And you're very good at what you do. Hey, yeah. And did you ever think – Matt, that you'd be having this job. I mean, it's a big job that you've got. Yeah, I, I sometimes I have to probably pinch myself a little bit and um, make sure I'm not dreaming. But it, it's a uh, it's a fun job. I'm very lucky um, in the sense that I've had good teachers, good opportunities. Um, Can I tell about your official title? Uh, assistant AD for communications in, yeah. in athletics. He That's takes care enough. of Coach uh, McGuire. <laughs> if Coach McGuire's somewhere, this guy's there too. Well, who all do you go back to? Um, Chris, and it's ironic because Chris Cook was out at practice yesterday. He hired me as a student at the behest of one Sheila Tucker, who used to be the uh, yeah. longtime admin assistant in, uh, for communications office, and then Blaine Beal hired me full-time. So um, very fortunate that. to both of those people. And then um, – ultimately craig wells approved it so craig wells oh. and gerald meyer so um it's, it's uh, well, a lot of people's heading up our centennial deal isn't he mm-hmm. yeah he's done a wonderful job yeah. with that well i'll tell you this after you get through with the football season which won't be too long on tuesdays craig and gerald join us for lunches <laughs> and gerald's very regular and craig's yeah. somewhat haphazard doing it but his deal but, but gerald's are every tuesday yeah I talked to, talk to I'll, I'll stop by sometime. I talk to Craig usually before every home football game, but uh, talk to him pretty regularly. Okay. Good. 
That's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Craig Wells. Is he trying to get insight on who to bet on, or what? What, <laughs> what do y'all talk about? That would be illegal for me to even help him with. So ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, there's rules. I thought yeah. we did away with all rules. No, there's still there's very much <laughs> rules about that one. There's yeah. Um, yeah you want to get fired? You want to get fired? Break that, that, yeah. break that rule. That's the first time I've ever seen this, Matt. That can vanilla zero sugar. Did he bring it in with him? Yeah, I hope. Yeah. My my go to in the morning is it is that pretty good? Yeah, it's very good. And vanilla coke. Yeah, but zero sugar. Yeah, it's hard to order anymore. Yep. What do you have? I think I'll have a. Vanilla Coca Cola Zero Sugar. It's hard to find. You pretty much have to. Be I've at never the right seen that before. United has it. Okay, okay. Well, that's, that's a good one. Well, they're United sponsoring our deal for the yeah, Road to Shreveport. You know they do a lot for athletics. Feel feel like throw them in a couple extra um, sound plugs. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're oh, what have they been for Lubbock through the years? Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, you talk about the Road to Shreveport, David. Uh, when does your road start to Shreveport? Uh, officially, we get on a plane Wednesday morning, um, but it's it's been kind of a two-week project to this point. Once we uh, got back from Austin a couple of weeks ago, of course, you don't know where you're going. So yeah. um, We thought we were going to Phoenix. The, well, and for a period of time, so did I at one point. Yeah. And so Phoenix, uh, I, I thought it was always going to be either Phoenix or um, Shreveport, and um, the the thing with Shreveport, the where you had to get prepared so quickly, is it's December sixteenth. Right. Next Saturday is our bowl game, and so um, not a lot of turnaround. Um, there's a lot that goes into a bowl, not um, not just from my end, but you look at Antonio Huffman, Quentin Jordan, Harrison Hanna, who run the operations side of the football program, and they got to get plane mm. charters, hotels, all that squared away in a twenty four forty eight hour period. So. Um, the, the the December sixteenth date is the earliest Tech has ever played a bowl game, so that's obviously a quick turnaround. Is this Harrison Hanna? Is he the guy that took Tommy? I mean, he would be the Tommy. You don't I, really I, replace Tommy McVeigh. You don't but. replace Tommy McVeigh. I, I would say they're the things Tommy McVeigh previously did. No disrespect to Harrison, multiple people do. Oh. So like, so Coach, Coach, Coach McVeigh was always, especially late when in his career when he was working for Coach Kingsbury, he was the liaison to the NFL scouts. Sammy Morris is actually does that now for the yeah. football program, and Sammy does a fantastic job. Sammy's um, doing good. He has a well, and he, I mean, he has instant credibility too. In a ten-year yeah. NFL oh, yeah. career, he was a strength and conditioning coach in the NFL, and so Sammy um, is put together now. Yes. You think yeah. you could whoop Sammy? Not a. Ch- I wouldn't even. You think the three it. of us could the three of us together no. whip Sammy? No. If you didn't see us coming with a bat, yeah. even still. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. <laughs> How not. about CJ IU? I didn't know IU. One of, one of the best outside linebacker coaches in the country. Um, you look at Tyree Wilson last year. Um, that's CJ IU quite a bit as far as just yeah. development, um, putting him in the and challenging him. He was already, he going into last year. He was already he already knew. He had the opportunity to be a first round, even second round guy. But he had to you you can be talked about in the summer, you still gotta go out and do it. And um CJ's also done a really good job of developing young guys. Um, last year Isaac Smith, but then this year, um guy like Dylan Spencer, Joseph Adatare. Um there's some good good um outside linebackers in that room. We need to get Gary, we need to do a better job and Matt and Matt's the guy that can help us do it. We we need to have Kenny Perry on our show at some time. 
He's <laughs> he's a really cool dude and and uh, associate head coach and Tim DeRuiter. We've never had Coach DeRuiter on that I can remember. You, and Zach Kitley. Y- y'all would uh, Coach Coach Perry would be a great guest on. It would be, be yeah, fun. He's he's, he? he's um, and I say that knowing he's one of the funniest, best assistant coaches I've ever worked with. So. Um, he, y- y'all would enjoy him quite a bit on, as a guest. We, he actually speaks to our media uh, every week during the season on Tuesdays, and it's among the highlights of the week for us. Who goes down to Midland with y'all? Um, it kind of varies right now. Not, not We don't do an individual week um, per week, but the Red Raider clubs. I know this last fall or this fall, Coach McGuire went there in the open week um, along with several members of his staff. Coach Tadlock's been down there. Um, Coach McCaslin and a few others, and so that's good. You know, Midland's still big priorities, home away from home, as Kirby mm-hmm. likes to say. And so, um, a lot of the weekly luncheons that Coach McVeigh used to do, we try to do the best we can with um, getting staff and coaches um, down there as often as we can. Y'all put a quote in here from Kim Mulkey. I don't know whether you saw Kim Mulkey <laughs> this past week. Wait a minute, you're saying in our Yes, about Texas Joy Tech McGuire. Media about Joy McGuire because she works there's with a Baylor. Quote from Baylor. Kim Mulkey from Baylor. She's it's very complimentary. They, she did a nice job. That they, they are. Um, I don't know how often they talk um, presently, but I know over time um, there's been quite a friendship formed between huh. Coach Mulkey and Coach McGuire's family. I think even so much that I think um, Debbie and Reagan McGuire. I believe the Final Four might have been in Dallas last year. Saw saw one of their Final Four games. Um, They're good friends. Yeah, I, well, I saw her last week in an interview. You know, she dresses up so like she's in some <laughs> kind of Broadway show or something. To, yes. But I saw her. She was doing a post game interview, and it looked like she's quit trying. I mean, she looked like she had been in a marathon run or something. It was, oh. it, it was not good. Yeah, Matt, what do you think about that? <laughs> I didn't see it. Don't have a comment on it. <laughs> She, she looks I like, bet we'd like her if we got to know her. Uh, Jody uh, Conrad was that way. A better and good chance. We like Jody Conrad. What is that? You got Christmas you thought, music. You thought it was the second coming and we were still here. No, it's just a little hallelujah to remind me to You pray. know, I watched a movie the other day about the the, uh, the second coming and uh, the rapture. Yeah. And, and uh, some of these... Uh, I, I'm getting where I want to have pilots that aren't Christians when I fly. Because if the rapture comes while we're flying, well, you're, well, you're assuming gone. you're still going to be on the plane. No, I won't be. <laughs> but I feel bad for the other people. Okay, so well, where'd Gary go? And the pilot. <laughs> well, I'll be gone. I'm gone. I'm going to be. I'm, 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 I'm raptured. But there'll be people on there that won't be, and it'll be it'll be tense for them for a few minutes. <laughs> Well, I think you just probably soon die if you don't. Yeah. If you don't make the cut, I think you just soon die. Right. You didn't make the team. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think about that, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the rapture? Uh, we should have had a, uh, and we still could. We should have had a Shreveport. Uh, Who do we know from? We don't know anybody from Cal. You know, Aaron Rodgers. We tried to get hold of him. He wouldn't be on. <laughs> I think he's pretty much reserved for one um, podcast interview per week. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, <clears throat> between Tech and Tech and Cal, one one person who comes to mind always is Davis Webb, just because 
He left oh. here to go play at um, Cal. Yeah, that's and right. <clears throat> like when people look at people leaving Texas Tech, like Davis Webb is a proud Texas Tech graduate. Like mm-hmm. he was at our, he was at he's on the sidelines for the Wyoming game. Um, unfortunately, only one person can play that position at a time, yeah. and so that was the best move for Davis Webb. And honestly, it's I it, mean, it sometimes depends on how you leave. Yes. Yeah. And and Davis. Can we get him on, you think? Davis, I'm going to say that he's the QB coach for the Denver Broncos. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos. I didn't um, know he was that big. They travel Saturday morning. Yeah. He's the, um, he retired from active playing this last year. I believe he finished up with the Giants, but um, he was just so, I mean, he, multiple articles out there about how he's just so highly regarded when he was a player as a scout team player, um, backup. For his just knowledge of the game, it led to, I mean, he's um, Russell Wilson's QB coach with the Broncos. Do y'all want awards? Russell's having a good year. Do y'all want awards for these media guys? This is amazing, Matt, Ooh, how good this is. I hope I would hope we do if we actually submitted it. But, um, God, you know, it's awesome. a lot of work goes into that and just the history of Texas Tech. And, uh, you Are know, there I, any typos? I, oh, I'm sure there's. <laughs> This is it's unbelievable the, the, how many the, letters the, are in this. The dude. running the running joke every year when that goes to print is we'll get it back um a week later printed and we'll start flipping through there and it it's always within a minute or two we find a an error we would we would notice, maybe not yeah. everyone would notice. And so um This is amazing. But how there, good there's this a is. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into that. So I am as I said before the before the break. I heard y'all talking about trivia, so I figured I'd give y'all a little bit of a well, little this, bit of history to kind of for, this has so for much. future weeks. Yeah, this is, this is a ton of it. We're not telling. We're just going to open it up to a certain page, and we'll talk about that page. You ready? Right, ready. Okay, year by year. Let's just do what page you on. Well, let's do let's do this after Matt leaves because we need to talk to Matt about oh. the bowl game. Well, and it's ironic you open to that page because yeah. it's it's the early part. If you're looking. It's the early part and year-by-year results of Coach Spike Dykes' tenure and um, 1988 uh, or 1986. His first game as our head coach was in the Independence Bowl. That's right. Against so, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. That is kind of 17. His, yeah. his final bowl game was also 1998 in the Independence Bowl against Ole Miss as well. So it's, uh, you know, our first trip there since 1998. Um, won't be playing Ole Miss, but we'll, we'll be playing a good Cal team. Well, and there's a little blurb in here on David McWilliams, about this big, yeah. because he was only here one year, and then Spike coached in that bowl the year after David went down to UT for the greener grass yeah. on the other side of the fence. So, anyway. All right. That is kind of unique that that came up like that, though. Mm-hmm. Spike in the Independence Bowl, his first game yeah. and his last Yep, and yeah. his last game. Not his last, last Not bowl his, game. Last bowl game. Last I mean. bowl game. Yeah. Um, that's well, pretty interesting. Last game was OU, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And we won. And we won. Mm-hmm. That a babe spike. Wasn't Cliff Kingsbury the quarterback? Yes, he, he was. was. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was Cliff's uh, first ever start. Yeah. That game. He had played that? a little bit earlier in that season, but. I was looking at this. I printed this out from M3, whoever those people are, M cubed. You know, Texas Tech, we have a great. So Larry Anderson, uh, we had lunch on Thursday. He comes up with all this stuff. We're 16-23-1 in our bowl games. Now, we're, we played in a lot of bowl games. This will be our 41st. We're in the top 20. Yeah, on Saturday, when we play on Saturdays, we're 3-9. and nine. When we play on Tuesdays, we're 4-1. and one. 
I believe we played on, I, I may miss, misspeak here, but I think we played on Tuesday last year in the um, Texas Bowl. Yeah, it's, I, I actually hadn't looked at the Saturday day of the week records by bowl, but <laughs> it um, doesn't matter. I mean, the, the amount of bowl history this university has is substantial when you look around college football, tied for 20th nationally in total bowl appearances. And then, you know, when the Big 12 moves to a new 16 team format next year, um, obviously two schools leave um, that have more bowl appearances than us. But when the Big 12 has its 16 members next year, Texas Tech will be at the very top in uh, all-time bowl appearances. Oh, wow. So uh, West, West Virginia and BYU um, have 40 after this season. Um, West Virginia is in the Duke, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, BYU is not. BYU has 40 right now. Will they have forty one like us? No, they're not. Count. They they're not in the bowl. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we passed them. Yep. Yeah. So BYU's pretty good. They they've I, I forgot what the number I saw. They had consecutive bowl streak. Um, pretty good program. I think Ten plus years. And so. I asked Gary last week. I said, "Who in the Big Twelve basketball are we going to beat?" Then I saw West Virginia play. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's going to be a competitive they are league. <laughs> they are no good. They've won one game. Well, we need more. We need more of them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That may be the only team in the Big 12 that isn't great. Uh, It's amazing how good these teams are, including us. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a competitive league. And um, And we lost one of our best players. Yes, we did. Yeah. But kind of what Coach McCaslin's building right now. Yeah. A lot of depth. Now we we got we got to go to a break here in just a second, but I will say this: Coach McCaslin hadn't been playing many players this year, seven or eight a game. Yep. Then you lose one, and you're fixing to have to drag somebody onto the court that hadn't played much. So I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in these early games. Get some guys out there on the court, and you know, because some guys aren't aren't great practice players that are better game players, and and, and some are just the opposite of that. So anyway. All right, we'll be back with Matt Dowdy and more Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby right after this. Sports Talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, Lubbock Truck Sales, Cody Kinsey, James Kinsey. James said quit talking about him so much. Gary, is that what he said? <laughs> you talked to James the other day. Yeah, he said, he said, he said, y'all talk too much about me. We don't say that much. But James is a good guy, and he's a he friend. He's so good. So good. And, and Cody's a good guy, and they've built quite a business out there. It's phenomenal. This, any kind of truck you're looking for, tractor, trailer, they've got a big, huge service department. They get parts for you. It's just first class. Anywhere in this part of the country, if you're a If I was a trucker, a trucker, and I'm not, but if I was a trucker, I would write down that number because they can yeah. tow you in, and there's not many people who can tow those big 18 weeks. They can do it. Get you in there, get you fixed up. That's what they can do at uh, Lubbock Truck Sales. Matt Daddy is here. We're proud to have him here with us. He's doing a great job with Texas Tech and, uh, in particular, football. But Matt's kind of the go-to guy if you need to, you know, we get another coach on or something like that, then he knows the people to call to get it done. See them quite regularly. In fact, we'll practice uh, later this afternoon and see them. Yeah, see them then. It'll be good. Is everybody excited? I mean, is everybody playing pretty much? Pretty much. Obviously, there's been some news this week about a few players going into the portal. Um, The the thing about and Coach McGuire actually addressed this to the local media yesterday about um, he gives a few of those 
individuals um if they want to they they help get us to a bowl game by their actions in a regular season if they want to stay with the team through the bowl game um they can and you'll see several players who might um have determined that in, it's in their best interest yeah. to possibly look at a different school um several of which have <coughs> tech, have degrees from texas tech university that'll play in the bowl but may not be with us um next year and that's just kind of um I would say it's unique in college football. I was wondering if any of, yeah. if, is anybody else doing that? It'd be hard. I, I'm sure there's others. I, yeah. I, I would bet there's others, but um, you know, it's very unique in the sense that um, Coach McGuire said yesterday he said, "Hey, once you play for me, you're stuck with me forever." He goes, "I'm going to care about you forever." He goes, "I'm only a phone call away." I tell each one of our players, even if they come in and say, "Hey, Coach, I want to seek." playing somewhere else right. he he says hey i'm a phone call away if you need something give me Good a call guy. and that's 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 why i think a lot of our players and a lot of our you, you've seen success early under coach mcguire because his players genuinely like him genuinely want to play for him and so sometimes the um the the decision to transfer is not an easy one for some of these kids because they they like the environment the culture that's kind of being built but they also might see, hey, I want, I, I might want a better opportunity to play more, or um, situations like that. That's why we'll be successful. Yes, because that's the kind of he's going to yeah. get players, and his staff the same way. His, his, um, I still remember um, his very first staff meeting. Once we got back from the Liberty Bowl um, after the twenty twenty one season, he had hired the majority of his staff at that point, and um, I was invited to this meeting. Um, several all different groups anyone basically that touched the football um program was told Mm -hmm. hey we want to have a complete staff meeting and coach mcguire's number one priority um when he put on the board um was we are going to have relationships with our players and we're going to take care of our players and so that's that's stayed true in the two years him and his staff has been here and um you know it, it it shows were there any surprises to you of guys that are going into the portal, or is it pretty much, you know, yeah, I sort of thought that that needed to yeah. happen, or yeah, yeah I, I, I joke now with um, some of our staff that said I don't, I don't get surprised very much in this <laughs> day and age of yeah. um, college athletics, but it's, um, I, I wouldn't say surprised per se um, on individuals going in. I. I I thought with the way our season finished and the way um, we're also recruiting right now that there would be some individuals that might look for better opportunities for themselves. And, you know, several of those individuals are are will come back in five, ten years, and they're still going to be graduates of Texas Tech University. They've still done a whole lot for this football program. We've won um, quite a bit of games thanks to several of those individuals. And so, um, but, but that's also, that's, that's the um, that's college football in this yep. day and age, and so one of the biggest things is you're either adapting and being the best at um, what the rules and what the environment is now, or you can just kind of put your head head in the sand and hope it goes away, and it's, it's not. And so um, I wouldn't say I was probably um, too surprised, just because I I don't get surprised by too much anymore. You know, that one that surprised me was Miles Price. I just, I just thought, you know, he just seemed like he fit in here so well, and you know, uh, that was the one, the one that jumped out at me. They just go, "Come on, Miles, 
So Miles anyway. is a good kid. Miles yeah. is a good kid. He I I wish nothing but the best for that kid. He's he's got one of the most captivating personalities you'll meet yeah. among um football athletes and so um but you know, again, he he might feel like he might catch a few more passes yeah. in a, in a different offense or with a different team and so with the uh, transfer portal that he's got that ability. Yeah, got that choice. Mm-hmm. All right, we were bragging on Coach earlier uh, about how he is with Pete. Our recruiting classes seem to be, and we get to sign them here in about a week or two, don't we, a couple yes. of weeks? Mm-hmm. They seem to be way up there. Yes, yeah. It's the the, uh, <laughs> the work of Coach McGuire, but also James Blanchard, um, Nance, uh, Sean Kenny, um, Pittman, his – personnel department has really um been a been a real difference maker i think in the first two years of coach mcguire's tenure in the sense that we have a personnel department who which i i i sit in there um they're all in the west side of the stadium now the entire football coaching staff because Mm -hmm. of construction um they have their own suite um two doors down from coach mcguire's office and i i peeked my head in a couple times this week just because I'm a little fascinated by what they do and they're pulling up pull up so and such and such kid and they're they're watching clips and film of I bet they a uh, hundred kids maybe in a day hundred pro- I'm probably underestimating that but um yeah the, the right now they're focusing on transfers but in about a week and a half we'll be able to announce 22 or so high school kids and It'll be another top twenty-five class under Coach McGuire, which um, you know that that's that's how you build success. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not just built um, overnight. I mean, a lot of successful programs that you look out there, they are very successful in signing high school kids. And, and Coach McGuire's philosophy is transfers are kind of um, C.J. Baskerville, for example. Was was they specifically targeted him because he was an older safety can get for a couple years until some of our younger safeties yeah. are ready mm-hmm. and so kind of an in between and but the the focus is always going to be on the high schools um, throughout the state of Texas especially and yeah I think uh, I think when <laughs> I hope we're pretty much done by eight eight thirty um, on December twentieth um, but by the hopefully by lunchtime we have a top twenty five class sign. Yep. I hope we have a good bowl game. Make yes. everything be yep. happy. Yes. <laughs> Let's make everything be happy. <laughs> it, bowl, bowl, bowl success. And, of course, Coach McGuire always says, the team that wants to be at the mm-hmm. bowl the most tends to win. Yep. I, I think that was a big reason why we won each of the last two years in bowl games. Um, I think um, this team, from all accounts for the last week and a half, has shown, hey, we're ready for another opportunity to play this season. And, um, you know, it, it can kind of propel you into the offseason. Yep. It, you know, I think Cal coming into this game kind of is where we are, though. They have they really finished the season mm-hmm. strong. Now, I don't know who's going to show up to play for them, but uh, they really are kind of on a roll at the end of the season. Yeah, three straight wins to get bowl eligible for Cal. Um, you know, it's going to be a matchup of two of the best running backs in the country between Cal has a sophomore, um, Ott, I believe yep. is his last name's name. Ott. Yeah, Jaden Ott. Thir- thir- 13th in the country in rushing yards. Um, and then our own Taj Brooks, who's fourth in the country, heading into the bowl game. And, you know, that's 
He'll Dwight, be the third all-time rusher if he gets 139 yards in yep. the Independence Bowl. Mm-hmm. Who are the top two? Top two would be a couple um, trivia. Doak Walker winners and Byron Hansford and <laughs> yeah. Bam, Bam Morris. Bam Morris. Oh, wow. so, yeah. Um, that, that's in the thing with Taj Brooks is Taj has the opportunity to move up. Um, <laughs> the funny thing we joke about is Taj is not a, he, he's, he's one of my favorite players that we've had come through here in recent years, but he could probably tell you that single season rushing <laughs> chart list, not because he's focused on that, but because he's been an intern in my office all semester. And so has he really the documents of media quite a bit sees on Mondays. He helps, he helps us edit. So all right. is there a chance that he would come back next year? There's always a chance. I think there's always a, until the thing I always tell people until you hear it from the kid himself. And a lot of times you're going to hear it from them via social media mm-hmm. um, till you hear it from the kid themselves. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, he- what helps nowadays. We talked during the break about the portal's not all bad. Uh, NIL's not all bad. Yeah. NIL might be a reason that we keep him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he's not going to get drafted or going to have to sign a free agent, yeah. uh, or he can come back here and maybe we all pass the plate and, <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but it, it, it's uh, the, the thing – with running backs also is um going at the right time mm-hmm. uh, it, it's where you're i mean our, our staff does a good job of getting um players the information they need to know so them and their families can make a, a knowledgeable decision and that is hey what are nfl scouts saying what is possibly your draft grade do you think you're going to be invited to the nfl combine uh, and I'm not just saying Taj in this example. I'm saying yeah, all of our all of our right. players. And um, Co- Coach has said multiple times, if if he has a kid come in and all signs are he needs to go to the draft, he's going to be the first one that says, "Hey, I'm rooting for you. You need to declare." Yeah. So, and that that's the way it should be because the the amount of you look at Tyree Wilson last year as a first round draft pick. The and Tyree actually said this in an interview to um, when he was a a um, player for us. The opportunities financially for him are significantly better um, as a first round draft pick if he's taking care of the biz- business the way he should be than even weren't like nil based. Not to say nil is not a, a part of it, but he he some some individuals think of it more as a bu- long term business strategy of. If I'm really, really good for the next five to ten years, that's I mean, it's life changing. It's life changing for his family. And so, um, but we try to give those players that information to where they can make the best sound decision. Yeah, and Taj is it's almost a flip of a coin to me. Yeah. Now of course I don't have all the information yeah. that, that the coaches he, and y'all have, but uh I'll say this. People almost pe- pe- people see <laughs> Taj on Saturdays. Um he, he leads the country in forced missed tackles. Um, but I, I imagine he does. That, yeah. yeah he, I've never seen anything like it. He, could he could can, we come out and see if me and Gary could tackle him? I can. Would you set that up? I'll set it up. Funny, I, I, it? I, I, I'm also going to set up a few cameras to record it. <laughs> and so, an ambulance. Uh, <laughs> like a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. yeah be, I think we could sell that. Uh, <laughs> he, he's one of the most genuine. He's tough. Just, he's, a, he's a tough kid, but he is a very great personality good good kid that people should be proud of 
and representing I, this university. He runs like he loves it here, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. And like it, he's really trying. I think Coach yeah. said, the, I mean, he's he's gotten a lot of carries this year. He's top five single season in carries. Uh. And, I mean, easily the most since we moved to a spread, spread offense. But he's carried uh, 30 or more times three different games this year. No one else in the country's done that. And so he's taken a load. Yeah. He's, he's, you know what? He'd, he'd probably take more of it if, if he could. I think more people are getting hurt trying to tackle him than he's getting hurt. <laughs> well, a lot of uh, his yards are after he hit because our <laughs> offensive line has been sort of average yep. at best. But a lot of them have gone under the portal. Are we going to have enough offensive linemen? I asked you this during the break. but Yeah. Uh, to, I'm sitting there going, you know, we gonna have enough to play in the boat. Oh, him. easily, yeah. We we um, <laughs> Ty Buchanan will start at left tackle, and that's really from our regular starting five. Um, the only um, spot we need to fill now. Obviously, I realize that's an important spot at left mm-hmm. tackle. Uh, Ty Buchanan, he's been here two years now. Very gifted young offensive lineman will play left tackle, and then um, the rest of our starting offensive line will be there. And we we may actually. Um, hopefully get some good news. Uh, I think coach alluded to it the other day about possibly Cole Spencer, who started off the year as our left guard, possibly being, uh, he's been out injured, but possibly being back um, for the bowl game. Oh, wow. Let me ask you something. And I hope you got to be a part of this. Uh, these are so cool. When these happen, Jordan Brown, Gino Garcia, our kicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you in the room? I was in the back of the room. I don't miss that. Isn't that the coolest thing? We found out Coach was going to do that about two or three hours in advance. I don't miss that one. That's that's, (laughs) that's one of my favorite. And, and, you know. They had no idea, did they? They had no idea. Jordan Jordan Brown has been a um, very, very good for us this year. And then Gino Garcia, I mean, take the last – take away to Wyoming. Completely take it away. I was a little worried about it. Take that game away. He's one of the most accurate kickers in college He's football. He's phenomenal. He, um, we looked up this the other day. We're pretty close. I feel pretty confident in saying he's the only kicker in our history who's made three 50-yard field goals yeah. in the same season. Um, he's He was 9 for 10 there in Big 12 play. He's made, I think, 11 out of his last 12. I mean, we don't win a few games if it's not That's for right. Gino Garcia. That's right. Without a doubt. He's been pretty good. Uh, All right. Really good. We know you got work to do. Uh, would you rather go to work or would you rather stay here for a while? <laughs> we don't have long. <laughs> I'll do one more with y'all. Okay. Good. Well, you'll take we're, us to the end of the show we're, then. We appreciate it. We're glad you did. Glad you did this. All star in. We got guys going to the. Oh, I, I had the uh, Big 12. Uh, all, all Big, Big 12? 12? Yeah. We, yeah. Our kicker, McNamara. Yes, one of the best team. punters easily in the country. Yeah, punter. Excuse ask, me. I you, said kicker. I'm biased, of course, but. You notice how he corrected you without really correcting you? <laughs> yeah. Punter That's kickers, a professional. Yeah. That's a yeah. trained professional. He can kick as well. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.